Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And y'all, this week, it's... <laughs> we watched Hounded. Uh, it's gonna be a short one. Let's just put it at that. So it came out in April of 2001. It seems like we're gonna get to some not-so-great ones. We're gonna have a little lull in the podcast, but it's fine, because 2002 and 2003 are both phenomenal. This so. is one of those movies that I don't think anyone knows exists. I, I've seen it. I knew it existed. Okay, well, I did not know it existed, and no one's like, oh, yeah, I love decoms. You know what I love? Hounded. Yeah, I don't think this is anyone's <laughs> favorite by any means. Uh, so this movie stars our boy Taj Maori. Mm-hmm. Maori. Um, this is also the first time that we see Mr. Shia LaBeouf. And, okay, I have some things to say about Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. So we all know, like, who he is now, right? And what he has been in the past, like, ten years or whatever. So I'm not going to get into that because there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. We all know what happened. But I'm going to talk about, for a little bit, before he was on Disney. So if you've seen Honey Boy, you... (laughs) We watched it together. So I was waiting for this. I was excited for the Even Stevens movie. I didn't know that he was in in anything before, like, any Disney-related before Even Stevens. Yeah, well, that's why I I looked it up. Yeah. um, Because, yeah, in Honey Boy, you, like, see his childhood and, like, through his child child acting and his abusive father. So he started acting in 1998. Um, Like, a few other, like, TV movies. One's called Breakfast with Einstein. Einstein's dog. Monkey Business, which I feel like I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that before. (laughs) Uh, Which is also from 98. Uh, The Christmas Path, another TV movie from 98. And then, like... Other, like, 90s sitcoms that I've never heard of before, like, Caroline in the City and Jesse, but not like, hey, Jesse. <laughs> not that one. Jesse is Christina Applegate. It's not Debbie <laughs> Something called Suddenly Susan. Uh, this is all before even Stevens. Uh, the X-Files, Freaks and Geeks, and ER. It wasn't until the year 2000, that's when he started the Even Stevens, to the year 2003, that was um, the Even Stevens movie. So for only three years he was on Disney, and then he got into all the other stuff, like Transformers and Disturbia and... Holes, his Holes. best role. He was still on, I think, wait, what, what year was Holes made? 2005, I think? Yeah, well he's still like technically in like that Disney range, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that about Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was such a talented child actor that, like, even watching this horrible, horrible movie, I'm like, God, Shia LaBeouf is so good. (laughs) Also, if you're interested in Honey Boy, it's, like, very hard to watch, but very good, and Lucas Hedges sounds exactly like Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) So, okay, Shia LaBeouf plays his own abusive father, and there's a little boy who plays, like, young Shia LaBeouf, and then Lucas Hedges plays, like, modern-day Shia LaBeouf, and Lucas Hedges, like does this impression like his voice it sounds it started out with a voiceover and i thought it was shia labeouf like talking about his own yeah no it's just lucas hedges yeah because then it it shows lucas hedges talking it was so crazy um yeah so like obviously like his movies like he was really good in honey boy but like i haven't really he's gotten into some weird stuff peanut butter falcon was also peanut butter falcon was really good but then there's some more like experimental stuff in there like after i've seen transformers after transformers and like disturbia those are the only two movies i can recall (laughs) um so like yeah he's like he's good as like an actor now but like you don't find like like really good child actors like to that level yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Poor Shia LaBeouf. And usually they don't have very good childhoods either. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to Shia LaBeouf. For sure. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have this guy named Craig Kirkwood who plays Mike. 
He apparently was to remember the Titans. I guess he was one of the Titans. He was Rev. Yeah, was, I don't know. I, I, don't I remember, remember that after I, like, looked it up and saw it, but, I yeah. like, there's some, I was like, oh, Turk was one of the Titans, and then there was the, t- the two brothers. He was the religious one. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he's Rev. <laughs> I, I don't remember their names. Um, he was in Sister, Sister, and I looked at the episode. I do remember which one it was. Um, it's whenever they're in, like, they're in, like, middle school, early high school, and Tia starts hanging out with these college kids, which isn't weird at all. Ew. <laughs> um, and Michael is the college kid. Um, he was also in The Fresh Prince. He played Jeffrey's long-lost son, asking for money. Classic. <laughs> I don't remember if he was a scam or not, or if he actually, I don't think he actually was his son. Mm. Um, anyway, um, we also have Ed Begley Jr., who's one of those guys that you've seen in, like, everything, but he's not, like, famous. So he has 321 acting credits on IMDb. <laughs> um, I wa- wrote down all the ones that I've either seen or heard of, so let's go through them all. Arrested Development, he had a pretty big role. Uh, the new Ghostbusters, The Office, Sweet Life on Back. The Office, he played um, Aaron's birth father in the final episode. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, Sweet Life on Back, Hannah Montana, Veronica Mars, Scrubs, The West Wing, The Nanny, Sabrina, Charlie's Angels, the original series, not any of the movies. Laverne and Shirley, MASH, Battlestar Galactica, and Happy Days. He was also in Seventh Heaven. He had a <laughs> recurring role in Seventh Heaven. He played Dr. Hank Hastings, who I had to look up, but then I realized. So, uh, Eric is the dad. He had a sister, and she got married, like, later in life. So it's technically the kid's uncle, but it was, like, by marriage and, like, later in life, so they didn't, like, grow up calling him Uncle Hank. But he was a doctor, and he, like, inspired Matt to, like, go to medical school and stuff. So. Cool. That, that's him. <laughs> Um, and then we have Rachel Carson, who wasn't in anything. It says she was in The Bling Ring, but I watched that, like, ten years ago, so I don't remember. But she is the real wife of Ed Begley Jr., so we play husband and wife in this movie, and they're husband and wife in real life. Oh. Um, and then we have Miss Sarah Paxton. Mm-hmm. Um, our first introduction to Sarah Paxton. Um, of course, we all know her from her most iconic role, Aquamarine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also in Sleepover, very good movie as well. Yes. She's in Return to Halloween Town. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, she was also in uh, Sydney White, which is a great movie starring Amanda Bynes. Uh, yeah, I didn't know she was in that. I think she played, like, the queen, or not the queen, somewhat evil. Um, she's, like, rival sorority sister, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Wizards of Waverly Place, um, Jonas, or J-O-N-A-S. <laughs> And most recently, she was in uh, Good Girls, which we watch every week. We should have a podcast about Good Girls. <laughs> oh my god. It would just be us yelling about how Shaggy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Shaggy sucks. We love gang friend. Yes. That's it. <laughs> um, and that's all I have for people. I yeah. don't have anything else to say about Sarah Paxman. I didn't write anything down because I figured you had it covered, but I just mentioned <laughs> that Egg Bagley Jr. was in 7th Heaven. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we begin this movie with a cartoon of a boy talking to his headmaster, and then the headmaster turns into a wolf, and then we realize that the cartoon we're seeing is actually the drawing of a boy. It's like one of those flip books. Yeah, that you, like, flip pages and they move. Um, he's, well, I said he was in his art studio, but then I was like, oh wait, that's just his bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, mom calls him down for breakfast. Um, we pan over this framed pic of him and dad. Mm -hmm. Um, and down at the breakfast table, mom says she has to visit Aunt Lois in the hospital because she broke her ankle again. (laughs) Uh, mom will have to help her get around for a week, and the boy is just like, yeah, okay, I can stay home by myself. Bitch, okay. <laughs> he is 14. 
my mom <laughs> would not let me stay home with my, how, how old was he? With my 14-year-old brother. I was 18. With my 14-year-old brother for a week when I was a senior in high school. And when I was 21, I had to convince her that we didn't need anyone to come stay with us. <laughs> he just wants to be responsible. Yeah, oh, the main character's name is Jay. I don't know if we said that yet. Yeah, I had to look that up because I didn't say it for a long and time. And the very beginning, well, actually I had the subtitles on and it said that Jay was talking and saying oh. something. But, um, yeah, so mom's going to be gone for a week. She invited his brother Mike to stay. And so Jay He's is immediately... Come, come down from school. Yeah, Jay is immediately kind of, like, turned off by this idea and he thinks that Mike hates him because he's old. Yeah, he says he's just going to boss him around because Mike hates me. Uh, they mentioned there was an award ceremony tonight, and then Jake is really sad and says, would Dad be disappointed if I didn't go to Starkwell? And Mom's just like, just win the scholarship to Peterson for now. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even say, like, no. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to Starkwell, which is a military academy, where Mike, the older brother, is a sergeant, and he's leading this group of soldiers, and he's yelling at them like sergeants do. Mm -hmm. um, this man gives Mike a message that Colonel Douglas wants to see him ASAP. Um, the colonel tells him that his squad is close to failing the semester, and the colonel's like, I don't know how you can be a leader. Uh, you're going to watch your brother, so take this time to think about if a career in military is right for you. <laughs> yeah, well, and he also kind of mentions, like, your dad taught here, and he, like, taught how that to be, like... Yeah, and he's like, your dad was a good leader, and, like, he knew how to get the people to respect him while also being, like, treating them like humans, kind of. And, yeah. So, it was just mentioned in passing, but... Um, we cut to Jay's school, which is Columbus Hall. Uh, we see the headmaster take away a video game from a student, like, out in the quad. But the video game, it's, like, not even... It doesn't even have a screen. It's just, like, a PlayStation or Xbox controller. I think there was a screen on it, but we never saw it. I didn't think there was one. Because it just looked like they, like, grabbed, like, an Xbox controller and was like, here, pretend this is a video game. Could be. I don't know. But, yeah, he's um, confiscated a video game. Jay walks by with Sarah Paxton in a wheelchair and another boy. Sarah Paxton's in a wheelchair in this movie. Um, and he says, who is the headmaster picking on today? So the headmaster picks on people a lot. Um, yeah, and they Shia see... LaBeouf kicks a soccer ball across the yard um, and hits the statue of the founder of the school, Armand Columbus, which then hits off the statue and hits a teacher in the head. The teacher is, like, about to get angry, but then she notices that it's Shia LaBeouf, and he's, she's like, mm, whatever. Yeah, and so the friends are kind of, like, annoyed because they can see, like, he gets away with everything and whatever. The principal gets up at the top of the school. They have, like, a balcony on the school, and apparently he does announcements from the top of the school outside every yeah. morning. Because yeah. he's like, oh, today's announcements, blah, blah, blah. Well, before that, Jay pulls out the cartoon flipbook that we saw earlier in oh, the yeah. movie, and he's like, hey, guys, look at my cartoon. And then he's like, careful, my presentation is on the other side of those cards. Yeah, like, wait till you've done your presentation, and then save paper yeah. not ahead of time yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so anyway headmaster's making the announcement um he says eighth grade outside it's like fucking cold outside too <laughs> like this entire movie is winter yeah like not in california because there's like fucking snow on the ground mm -hmm. um he just like makes the announcements outside all eighth graders must attend the scholarship ceremony um shia labeouf kicks the soccer ball at jay which makes him drop his cards um, Mr. Van Dusen, that's the headmaster, he yells at Ronnie, which is Shia LaBeouf, to get inside, and he goes over to help Jay, uh, pick up his cards, and that's when he notices his drawings, and he's like, 
I'm a wolf in these photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he makes Jay give him the cards, and Jay's like, but my presentation's on those cards. And he's like, well, we'll just have to rewrite it. You should have thought of that before. Um, so then Ronnie comes over, and he says that, this is when they're inside school at their lockers. Ronnie, again, Shia LaBeouf, comes over, and he says that he knows that Jay is his only competition for this scholarship. He calls him Martian the entire movie. They his don't- last name is Martin. Yeah, I guess it's just like, ha, you're an alien. Um... And he's like, oh, well, you're my only competition, but I'm going to win. So you guys can come over after for my celebration party. And so Jay is but like. But then he says, not everyone, just you, Tracy. Well, yeah, Jay is like, no, I wouldn't do that. And then Ronnie's like, I wasn't inviting you. I was inviting Tracy, which is Sarah Paxton. Um, and Sarah Paxton is like grossed out by Ronnie the entire movie. And he continually fir- flirts with her, even though they're in eighth grade for some yeah. reason. Okay, I also just want to say, so like. They talk about this, like, scholarship and these two schools the entire movie. Is this for high school? A scholarship to go to high school, I guess? I'm assuming. Why would Ronnie need a scholarship if... Because, like, we see his house. It's fucking huge. Well, yeah. No, they talk about this a little bit later, but it's because his his grandpa, like, wants him to get the scholarship because it's just, like, for the prestige, not for oh, the money. Oh, okay. Yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, the friends... Uh, Ronnie walks away, and then Jay's friends tell him, like, not to worry, like, you're gonna win this, it's gonna be awesome, but his friend starts talking about how cool Ronnie's house is. His other friend, he has this guy friend, I don't know his name, but he's like, oh, Ronnie's house is huge, and he has a pool, and a pool house, and all this stuff, and it's a pointless scene, but I wrote it down. So then, (laughs) in uh, the headmaster's office, he's playing on the video game that he confiscated earlier. Ah, ha, 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 so funny. And he, uh... Ronnie walks in and he says, you wanted to speak to me, Dad? Oh, Oh, the headmaster is Ronnie's dad. That's why he gets away with everything. And Dad says, are you ready for your presentation? And Ronnie's like, yeah, I got my victory speech right here. And Mr. Van Dusen says, please tell me you didn't include your idea as to why Jackie Chan would make a cool president. (laughs) And honestly... point and i'd rather have jackie chan as a president yeah i mean oh my god okay jackie chan was so cool in the early 2000s and then he just like where'd he go maybe he's old now we can't do kung fu karate forever well can he act i don't know haven't you seen around the world in 80 days no oh okay <laughs> never mind have you seen I the jackie chan name... cartoon what the jackie chan cartoon there's a jackie chan cartoon yeah it used to play on wb Oh, no. The only Jackie Chan movie I can name is the remake of The Karate Kid, only because it made me so angry because there should have never been a remake of The Karate Kid. <laughs> I like Jaden Smith. Well, I disrespect the original Karate Kid <laughs> is what they did. This is not a Karate Kid podcast, but I make it fun. Um, yeah, so Dad, is, or the principal, is annoyed that Ronnie isn't, like, taking this seriously. And this is kind of when he talks about, like, oh, it's important that you win this. Your grandpa yeah, is says, already, like, disappointed in me because his grandpa, or... Is his, the founder of the school. His father-in-law. Was, yeah. Yeah, the founder of the school. Yeah, grandpa thinks that the dad isn't doing a good job of raising Ronnie. Like, it's... The mom doesn't raise him either, I guess. Yeah. And he already doesn't think Ronnie will win. Um, and Van Dusen, yeah, they're like, we have to prove him wrong. And Van, Mr. Van Dusen is like, look, like, this is Jay's presentation on recycling. Like, you have to make one that's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dad leaves the office, and then Ronnie starts looking at Jay's presentation cards. Uh, so Jay and his friends are in the library. 
Uh, they're talking. Jay's dad, like we said, he's talking about how his dad taught at Starkwell so that he would get a discount if he went there, or he could get the scholarship at Peterson because they can't really afford either one without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tracy asks Jay to start doing his presentation from memory, and Jay starts reciting his presentation in the member in the library. But then we cut to the speech or the competition where Ronnie is saying the exact same thing. So mm-hmm. Ronnie stole Jay's speech. Yeah, and so Jay and his friends are, like, looking at each other because they all know that he was just, like, giving that speech. So they go out in the hallway. I guess, like, it's, like, an intermission of the award ceremony yeah. or something. They never explain it. But they're out in the hallway, and Jay is like, oh, my God, well, like, I guess I'm going to lose because, like, I don't have anything to say now. And, uh... Tracy, like, tries to tell him, like, maybe you should tell somebody about this. Like, we have a zero-tolerance cheating policy. Like, you should tell someone. Um, And so he tries to go tell uh, the headmaster about it. And the headmaster just, he's like, you know, that was, like, the same speech that I had. And the headmaster is like, well, why didn't you say something? And he's like, well, he went before me, so I wasn't going to give, like, the same speech. And um, he's like, you know, actually, like, I don't have my cards because you took them. And so the headmaster, like, immediately tries to discard that. And he's like, oh, well, I got rid of the cards immediately after Which I got them. No, he didn't. Yeah. And he's like, you know, cheating is a very serious accusation and you shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, then Jay is like, just ask Ronnie about it. Like, he, he fucking did it. And yeah. so after that, Van Dusen calls Ronnie into his office and Jay asks the secretary for a hall pass. And the secretary has to run off and go get one. So Jay is standing next to the open door of yeah. the headmaster. And he hears Ronnie and the headmaster talking and he like Ronnie's like, well, I just thought that I would just take the cards and I knew that I would go before him so it wouldn't matter. So we hear Ronnie admit that he cheated and yeah, the dad says, like starts covering it up. Yeah, he's, Ronnie says he put the cards in his locker and Van Dusen tells him to get rid of them. Um, Van Dusen then we see like they're in his office. He holds up Ronnie's detention slips um, and his mom, Ronnie's mom, has been complaining to Grandpa that Ronnie is out of control and there will be dire consequences if he messes up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jay walks back to class. Um, he runs into the hall monitor and Jay doesn't have a hall pass, but then Ronnie shows up with one and Ronnie's just like, you can't ruin detention for me and my friends. I, it's really pointless. I don't know why it's in there. Did you have to have hall passes in grade school? No. Okay, neither is did this, I. This is a myth that Hollywood made up. <laughs> well, in one year, one of my teachers tried to make that a thing because sometimes the girl would be, girls would try and be like, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. Can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. So they tried to make it a thing one year, but it was never, like, actually enforced. I feel... I feel like there might have been one point in my life where someone tried to do, like, bathroom passes, but... I mean, no one ever left the room besides to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So, I... Well, and even if we did, like, there wouldn't have been anyone out in the hallway to I be mean, like, our schools aren't also, you supposed to be in class? Our schools were also, like, very small, too. So, if, like, one of us was missing and, like, hadn't been back for a while, the teacher would have been like, what's going on? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> there were these two girls. One of them... <laughs> mm. <laughs> I had to tell Kelly the name. Because, <laughs> um... They were in the bathroom for so long, just, like, standing there talking, and our teacher, like, sent someone else. They were like, don't get them from the bathroom. Like, they've been in there for, like, 30 minutes. Well, and the other thing, this is a private school, or at least they're wearing uniforms. Yeah, so, yeah, so it can't be that big. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. Like, we went to private school, so I feel like, I mean, I know they're all different, but I feel like if it was going to be a thing, it would be a public school thing, so. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Did you have hall passes? Please let us know. <laughs> if you went to public school, or if you went to private school, either yeah, way. Yeah, if you had hall passes, I want to know like the whole system behind it. and like did they work were they disgusting because they had to like carry them into the bath like where do you put them i don't know 
<laughs> yeah. I would anyway. not want to touch those arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he gets out of detention because uh, he gets yeah. a hall pass. So then Jay is biking home. Um, Ronnie rides up and bikes next to him and then just, like, kicks him off his bike. For no reason. Uh, Jay sees his cards in Ronnie's backpack. Yeah, he has like, this, like, clear pocket in the back. Um, and then Jay comes home to um, a message that Mike left on the answering machine saying that he won't make it in tonight and he needs to ask the Zacharies to stay there. I guess that might be Tracy. Or maybe, like, his other friend. Yeah, and don't screw up, because apparently Mike says Jake, Jake, Jay screws up all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Jay is at Tracy's house yeah. for some reason. Uh, Jay tells Tracy that uh, Van Dusen isn't going to do anything about Ronnie, and Tracy's just like, do you want to pet my dog? <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's stress relieving. And yeah, Jay, there's a dog sitting in her lap. And Jay's like, no, like, I don't really like dogs. And he, like, goes to, like, try and, and pet it, but it, like, growls at him. And he's like, yeah, dogs hate me. And um, so... Yeah, and then they're like, well, there has to be a way to prove that Ronnie cheated. Oh, the cards I just saw in Ronnie's backpack. That'll do it. Well, yeah, and also Tracy's like, hey, what if you tell other teachers? Like, if they go to the principal, he's going to have to do <laughs> there something. There's so many, like, simple solutions. This movie could have been over in 15 minutes. But they had to have a dumb dog plot line, so. Um, so Jay bikes to the Van Dusen home. He watches the whole family leave to Ronnie's um, award ceremony for the scholarship. Uh, Jay enters the pool house, which is also Ronnie's house. Yeah, it's just, like, Ronnie's, that's where he stays. That's he where doesn't he, stay in the main house. He's fucking 14. It doesn't. You're gonna let him stay in, a, like, in your pool house by himself? Rich people are crazy. I, I, I I read a book where this family had, this family was super rich and had a pool house, but they let an entire family stay in their pool house. <laughs> Not just their 13-year-old Not, son. No, they had a 13-year-old daughter, and she got her <laughs> own room that was, like, bigger than the pool house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the whole family is gone, and so he it goes... Was the click. <laughs> <laughs> but Jay is walking around the pool house trying to find the cards, and while this is happening, we see a dog... Uh, her name is Ke- Camille, Camille because we heard the pres- this, principal talking about it earlier. She's like a Pomeranian yeah, Chihuahua, last white Pomeranian. It's, yeah, it's it has like the face of a Chihuahua. I don't know if that's how all Pomeranians look, but it was not. It was not very cute, in my personal opinion. Yeah. So Camille starts running over to the pool house and starts barking. She runs inside. Jay tries to calm her down with gummy worms. But she doesn't eat them. Yeah, the housekeeper notices that Camille got out and starts walking toward the pool house. And she's, like, calling out the entire time, so Jay knows he's com- she's coming. So he she he grabs a Freddy... Wait, it's a, a Freddy Krueger? It's a hockey mask, and it's Jason Voorhees. Damn it! I knew it! Okay. <laughs> he grabs a hockey mask. That's not what regular hockey masks look like, though. Those are goalie masks. Is that what they still look like today? I don't know if that's what they still look like, but that's definitely what they did look like. Well, yeah, but I don't think in 2001. They might. Anyway, he grabs one, and he decides to, like, run out of the house, like, and it scares the housekeeper. She, like, loses her goddamn mind and runs inside the house screaming. And then we see that Camille is, like, following Jay. And so he's like, hey, like, go go back to your yeah, house. Yeah, he, like, like, makes it back to his bike, but she keeps following him. And then Jay, like, just, like, starts biking off, but she keeps following him. And he starts to cross a crosswalk, but then... She stops in the middle of the crosswalk, and then there's cars, like, not stopping for her, so Jay just, like, grabs her, and he's like, I'm gonna just take you home and then call the Van Dusens. So Jay takes Camille back to his house. Um, he calls the Van Dusen. he can't call the Van Dusens until the ceremony's over, because they're not there. Mm-hmm. They're not at home, and no one has cell phones. 
Uh, Jay is like, eh, I don't want to do anything with you. But then she like, oh, she won't get off the couch. And then every channel that he turns to has army movies playing. Just like a sign. Oh yeah, well. he's so upset about it. Um, Camille starts barking at Jay, so he gets her some food, and she ends up eating every single container of food in the refrigerator. That dog would fucking die. Yeah, there's no way. And so after she does that, she just, like, lays on the floor, like, in a food-induced coma. Um, and after that, oh, uh, Jay is talking to Tracy on the phone about the dog, and he's like, I don't know how I'm gonna, like, return Camille without getting in trouble because the maid probably saw me. And yeah, so he, yeah, they're like, he, like, he tells, he tells her the dog followed him home, and they're like, how will you explain, like, being at their home? And Tracy says, just leave the dog back at the house. And that's what, like, he tried to fir- the first time, mm-hmm. to just leave it. So Jay takes Camille back, but she won't leave his side, and he keeps, like, trying to, like, throw her over, but then she literally, like, pops up like a trampoline. Did you see that hand that had, like, that stuffed dog that threw it into the basket? No. There is a hand on the far left side of the screen. <laughs> you can clearly, like, see it throw a stuffed dog, like, into the bike basket. Yeah. And so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so Camille, Camille goes home with him again. Yeah, back at home, uh, Jay looks at a brochure for Peterson with no hope. He wants to go to Peterson for their art program because he draws cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Van Dusens come home. Um, they walk through the front door, and Ronnie's like, where should I put my plaque? And his dad says, anywhere you want. So Ronnie just drops it <laughs> on the floor. Yeah, and his dad is like, not there. Uh, mom is calling for Camille, um, and then mom tells Van Dusen that she can't find her. Um, the housekeeper uh, thought that the intruder that she saw earlier was back and just attacks Van Dusen. She was hiding in the fridge. For some reason, <laughs> Van Dusen opened the fridge to see if Camille was in the fridge. I don't fucking know. Yeah. She tells him about the intruders in the pool house. Um and she said the pool house was swarmed with masked men, but the only thing missing is Camille. Uh, Mom says that Camille is expensive. She's a regional show dog, and the dog show is only one week away. And, and she, she yeah. needs her medication. She gets crazy without her medications. And so after that, we cut back to Jay's house, and we hear Camille, like, start growling. And then she just starts chasing Jay around the house. They break a pot. They make a huge mess. And Jay locks himself in the bathroom because Camille is insane. Okay, this is, like, this is what I don't like. Okay, so I was not excited about this because it's a, like, a dog movie. I've never been excited about this, like, trope of, like, oh, these people, like, come across this dog or this animal and they don't know what to do with it. And it's either, like, making a mess or, like, it keeps growling and barking at them. Like, I just, like, I hate this plot line so much. <laughs> like, there's certain, like, animal movies that work. Like, Air Bud is fucking great because <laughs> he plays sports and he's fucking awesome. <laughs> Homeward Bound is good. Homeward Bound is great, especially since they don't have, they like, they talk with, like, yeah, it's just, dog. like, mental. Yeah. yeah, their mouths aren't, like, CGI or whatever. But, like, I remember, <laughs> I remember there was an episode of Full House where Michelle, like, got a bunch of money from a lemonade stand and she was going to go buy candy, but then on the way there, there was a guy selling a donkey, and he's like, oh, this donkey is the exact amount of money that you have. So she bought, she, like, brought home this donkey, and it, like, made a mess in the house. And I remember, like, 
like scene that like the episode would come on later and be like oh like I don't like this episode <laughs> yeah I don't know why animal like this animal humor of like ah people being chased by dogs and stuff was so commonly used back in the day yeah, I haven't seen it very it much this, recently this is like it's like the same thing as you lucky dog like, there's the same well thing. yeah like, there's you dog. lucky dog there, even in the paper brigade there's like the yeah. dog chasing them all the time and I don't think it's funny and I don't think it's, I ever thought never, it was funny yeah, does anyone think funny. that's funny I don't know sorry if you do I do not have the same sense of humor no, like, it's, it's just a dog Yeah, we them. literally have, like, a five-minute montage of Camille chasing Jay around the house for no reason. Just, yeah. like, making it a mess. Like I said, he, like, locks himself in the bathroom, and Camille is still, like, scratching at the door the entire time, but he just ends up, like, sleeping in the tub. And so, the next morning, he wakes up, and Camille is luckily, like, not outside the door anymore, but he sees this huge mess that Camille's made, like, while he's been in the bathroom. She's, like, ruined all the furniture, like, chewed it all up. She's knocked up everything Dad's up. baseball glove. Yeah, that was disappointing. And uh, yeah, Jay finds her sleeping on the floor, and he puts a basket over her, and she starts to freak out about this because there's a basket over her, and he just like sits on it and duct duct tapes it to the ground. Yeah, and then whenever he goes to get get up, he still wants something like heavy on top of her because she's like chewing through. The, it's like a wicker basket, and she's like chewing through it and stuff. And so he puts a fucking vase full of marbles on it. Like you're an idiot. What yeah. did you think was going to happen? I don't know. So then Jay is talking with Tracy, and he's like, oh, like, Mike is going to flip when he gets here. And they're like, how will he get it back to the Van Dusens without them thinking that he stole it? I don't know. Just have, like, Tracy take the dog there. It would have been so much more simple. Or just be like, oh, like, I found the or, dog. Like, your dog followed me home. Like, literally. It could have been anything. You could have just been like, oh, your dog was, like, running down the side of the street, and I, like, took her home. Yeah. I found her. He could have like, said anything. Like, she got out. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, like, the only thing I can think of is, like, okay, the maid saw him, and he was wearing a yellow jacket. Like, well, and I'm sure like, he has a different jacket well, he could wear. they were also, like, he just complained that, about, like, scholarships, like, oh, like, he stole the dog. But that, how would he know that he ha- that they had a dog? I like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any, like, this whole movie. It's like, not necessary. I'm literally, like, just have Tracy take it back. Like, it's. <laughs> See, Taj deserved better. He deserved a better decom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Taj. So, uh, uh, so yeah. you know what they're going to do? They're going to call and disguise his voice and tell them he'll leave the dog in a basket in the park for them to come pick it up. Like a fucking ransom note. Yeah. They have this, like, megaphone that, like, so clearly, like, disguises your voice. Mm-hmm. If you just, like, you know, like, turn down the yeah. like, voice thing. It's not, like, it's clearly, like, a toy from 2000. So it would have been, like, <laughs> but no, it's so clear. <laughs> Yeah, and so he calls Van Dusen, and he's like, oh, I have your dog, um, I'm gonna leave it in a park or whatever, but Van Dusen is like, I fucking hate that dog, I am glad you took her, I don't want her back, I don't want to hear anything about it, like, also, she's gonna be fucking crazy, because she doesn't have her medicines, like, good riddance. Yeah, he says, keep the dog, or I'll have you arrested, and have fun without her medication. Yeah. Um, yeah, Camille gets out of the basket that she was taped in, um, Jay hides in the back, in the bathroom again. Um, Van Dusen believes, uh, that Camille is gone forever and he dumps all of his allergy pills down the toilet. Um, Camille continues to claw at the bathroom door while it's Jay's like, in the so bathroom. It's, like, so fucked up. I mean, the whole house is ruined, but, like... Okay, and I also don't believe a f- Pomeranian can fucking do that. No, it definitely <laughs> like wouldn't. And if it bottom. was... And if it was a show dog, it would not have long enough nails to do yeah. that. Like, the entire bottom of the door is, like, scratched up and it's, like, th- it's, like, losing layers. It's, like, thinning. Yeah. Um... Yeah, she ends up breaking through the door. Somehow. Yeah, and then Jay traps her in a shower curtain. 
and he brings her out to the living room, but then Camille shoots out of the shower curtain. Yeah, and again, like another chase fucking, scene. Like, spitball. Another chase scene, and Jay ends up hanging out the window, and then he falls out the window. And of course, this is the moment when Mike arrives. And Jay's like, what are you doing here? You're early. And then Mike is like, uh, it's fine. I just, like, they fixed my car earlier. And so he, like, throws his bag at Jay, and he's like, carry my bag inside. Um, and he's like, I know that you didn't get the Peterson scholarship, but, like, it'll be okay. You'll do fine at Starkwell or whatever. And so, instead of, like, being a nice brother and being like, oh, it's like, sorry that happened, he's like, eh, fuck you. So, yeah. Yeah, So, Mike goes into the house, it's destroyed, and he's immediately like, you threw a party! Um, and then... He slams him against the door when he accuses him of that. And, yeah, and Jay's like, no, uh, I'm just watching the dog for the Van Dusens. Like, that's all it is. And so, uh, Mike is, like, walking around the house, and... Uh, he sees a cabinet door, like, shaking, and he's like, what's in there? Somehow this fucking dog, like, jumped up, opened the cabinet door, and got into the cabinet. Oh, it's, like, a high cabinet. Like, really, yeah. Like a kitchen cabinet. <laughs> well, it's, like, even higher than that. Yeah. But, yeah. And so Jay's like, you don't want to open that, and the mic does anyway, and Camille jumps on his face. Jay hides in the closet. Again, a whole, like, chase scene in- ensues. Yeah. It's ha ha ha. But Mike uh, joins um, Jay in the closet, and so they're yeah, standing so there. Yeah, so eventually they, like, fight Camille a bunch. Um, they run in, they run out, and they eventually um, climb up onto the kitchen island, and that's when Camille runs, like, straight into the island and knocks herself out. Yeah. Um, and then Mike is like, oh, you handled that situation really well. Good You'd qualities be- in a soldier. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to Van Dusen's house, and his father-in-law shows up and says he's there to talk about Camille, and he says that Van Dusen better find Camille no matter what, or he's fired. He's fucking fired! What yeah. Fuck? Well, I mean, it's nepotism at its finest, and also nepotism at its worst, I guess. Yeah, so, uh, back at home, Mike is making Jay clean up, uh, he's like, you gotta bulk up, cause you can't be scrawny. Yeah, he's just watching school. him, and then, like, criticizing everything he does. Um, yeah, and then Mike is about to call Van Dusen, and tell him to like take his dog back but jay says no he says he like makes it up and he says oh he's gonna take responsibility because you know like that's what mike wants to hear mm-hmm. and mike is like i'm gonna go take a nap but when mom calls i want to talk to her mm-hmm. um so we see van dusen waiting by the phone jay calls him with his voice changer uh van dusen thinks he wants money and he starts making offers like van dusen will bring five thousand dollars to the skating rink at 4 p.m before jay can really say it's anything he yeah hangs up uh, Jay walks into, the ki- walks into the kitchen, and Mike is there, um, and Mike overheard, and Jay's just like, hey, can you give me a lift to the park? Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the car on the way there, Mike asks Jay if he, if he could ask Van Dusen for damages. Um, money for the damages. Yeah, money for the damages. Well, at first he's like, are you going to ask him for money? And Jay is like, what? And he's like, for the damages. And he's like, like yeah, oh. Like, you're watching this dog, and he did all this. Yeah. Um, and so, while they're there, oh, Camille wakes up in the car, and so, instead of, like, I don't know, trying to be normal people, they, like, swerve off the road onto the side and just, like, run out of the car and leave the car door open. So, clearly, Camille runs away. Uh Um, and then Mike tells Jay that it's his responsibility, and then just fucking leaves him there. Yeah. He takes the car and leaves. His 14-year-old brother in, like, the middle of wherever. Uh, so the entire time we see Van Dusen is at the ice rink, and he's, like, do you oh do we have a deal and he's like going up to random people asking random people Uh Mm -hmm. and then he ends up falling on the ice and that's Uh, that's it so jay finally comes back home um he tells mike he returned the dog but he didn't ask for money 
Um, Mike grabs the phone, but then Jay steals it um, because Mike wants Van Dusen to pay them. Uh, they run upstairs, but then and they wrestle a little bit. And Mike wins the phone, and then that's when Jay finally tells Mike the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mike is like, "You need a spine because you'll get crushed at Starkwell." And Jay's like, "I don't fucking want to go to Starkwell." Yeah. Um, and then okay, he yeah. says he says that he wants to go to Peterson to do art, and <clears throat> fucking Mike says <laughs> art is for people who think they're better than everyone else. <laughs> uh, really long thank you that's my talent (laughs) all right kelly and i both enjoy art and we like do it we're not good in any yeah we're not like oh like we're We're oil painting and stuff like no no, we're like acrylic painting crafting (laughs) pinterest hose that kind of shit (laughs) we're very basic when we can when we're we get you know inspired we're not like and basically anything i do is just something that i found someone else do and i try and like draw it (laughs) so but bottom line, we enjoy art, and that's very fucking annoying, Mike. Yeah, and we also like looking at art. We yes. tend to be art hoes whenever quarantine allows us. We to try leave the to house. be, but we're not pretentious enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike also says, if it wasn't for the military, people couldn't waste time with art because there'd be no freedom. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, and, and so yeah, Jay says that Dad would have wanted him to follow his dreams, and yeah, then Mike, Mike is like, I can't get involved with this because it would ruin my military career. This show dog that my brother happened into would ruin my military career. Yeah. Uh, Jay's like, you never help with anything. Mike calls him a baby. Jay says he hates him. Mike says this is what he gets for being a dad and a brother because their dad died whenever um, Jay was really young. Jay is like, you didn't do anything. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm breaking. <laughs> Jay is like, you didn't do anything. Mike says, oh, you're too young to remember. And Jay is like, right after dad died, I looked for you for comfort after a nightmare, but you called me a baby. Yeah, he went to him in the middle of the night and, like, tried to crawl in his bed because he had a nightmare. And then at seven years old, he, <laughs> he was seven, his brother pushed him out of the bed and said, stop being a baby. Okay, well, like, clearly, okay, so, like, Mike is, like, a sergeant at a military school, so he's, like, he probably would have been, like, a, a teenager. I guess, <laughs> yeah. Like, but your dad just seven, died. Yeah, he's seven like, years old. Like, be nice. Um... And Jay's like, that's when I learned I could never count on you. Uh, Mike says, it's his fault the dog got out if it, wait, it's, yeah, Mike is like, oh, like, it's your fault the dog got out, and Mike says, oh, wait, no, Mike says it's not his fault. I'm sorry, I read my notes wrong. (laughs) Mike is like, it's not your fault if, like, the dog got out and followed you, like, you couldn't control that. He, like, eases up a little bit. And Mike is like, I'm gonna call Van Dusen about scholarship. Um, so Mike calls Van Dusen. Uh, Mike also had Van Dusen whenever he went to Columbus, and he's like, oh, like, Van Dusen, like, played nepotism over me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he says Van Dusen is pond scum. Uh, Mike says they're gonna find the dog and let Van Dusen pay. Jay wonders why Mike is so supportive of Peterson. All of a sudden, doesn't really say why. Yeah. But Mike is like, if we're gonna get this dog back, we're gonna do it military style. Covert uh-huh. operations. Yeah. So we cut to the next day at school. Ronnie is hitting on Tracy, who is obviously uncomfortable with his advances. And so she no calls Jay Ronnie. over. And uh, Jay, as that happens, like, Jay gets called to the headmaster's office. And the headmaster says that he wants to talk to Jay about getting his dog back. And so Jay starts freaking out. But he's like, oh, like, she's just missing. And we're going to put up signs for $5,000. Yeah, I'm going to appoint student council to make signs for my wife's lost dog. And you're president of Stuco, so y'all are in charge. Yeah. I feel like you can't do that. No, you can't. But he does anyway. But, uh... 
Jay calls they're, Mike. They're offering $5,000 for the reward. Yeah, but then uh, Van Dusen also says that they're going to have the dog napper arrested because they're going to have police waiting, and it's all just, like, a setup. Yeah, and that's when Jay calls Mike and tells him to stall. Uh, Mike calls Van Dusen with the voice changer, and he's like, oh, meet at this bakery and order a sheet cake, and we'll be there. And he says, no cops. Yeah, um, so Jay and Stuco make these posters. Uh, Jay <laughs> is making them, like, one by one instead of making copies. Yeah, even after someone is like, hey, like, why are we doing this? He's like, we want them to be colorful, right? And it's like, you could make copies and then just, like, add color, Yeah, but and then he, fine. like, grabs finished posters and puts them in the trash. Yeah, again, he's trying to, like, stall. Um, so he appoints two of the guys and, oh my god, baby Kelsey! Kelsey from High School Musical! We didn't even mention weird. this! Yeah, but that's, she's... Yeah, that's because she was girl number two. I didn't even know if we'd, like, see her. Yeah, so Kelsey from High School Musical is mad because she's like, you know that those are the slowest two boys ever. And, and girl, so the rage that I felt <laughs> every single time, girls, you relate, every single time a teacher said, I need two strong boys to help me with this... <laughs> Ooh. I want to tell a story. I don't remember if I've told this story on the podcast. Is it about the chairs? Because I think it... You know. No, it's not the okay. chairs. Um, well, in eighth grade, me and, like, all the girls in my class, like, got fucking fed up at all the teachers who were like, we need big, strong boys. And, like, the boys would get to leave class for, like, 30 minutes. Um, and my... During, like, a like free period or whatever, my teacher, my eighth grade teacher, had this, like, bag of, like, foam, like, craft snowflakes or whatever. And she's like, hey, like, can one of you, like, bring, because there's, like, a like, whole bunch of girls, like, sitting in a group. And she's like, hey, can, like, one of you bring this down to the preschool room? And so I was like, oh, I don't know if she can carry that on her own, because, you know, we're just girls and we can't carry anything. So, like, ten of us each grabbed a hold of this plastic bag, like, regular-sized <laughs> plastic bag of foam snowflakes, walked them down, like, four flights of stairs. If, like, one of us would, like, let go, we'd all, like, start leaning over that side because they were, like, holding that side's weight. It's like bring them down to the preschool room and then all the way back up to the class and we were like <sighs> like panting and like flopping our arms. We were like crawling like back into the classroom. <laughs> it's one of my proudest moments. That's how you make a point. And then Listen. there was there was one time that we actually were called to carry like heavy stuff, but they weren't chairs, they were like fucking computers, and my arms were shaking so bad, but I'm like, I this is for feminism. <laughs> yeah, because of the rage that I felt as a child being told that I was not as strong as the, bo- as the boys in my class, which honestly is not true. A lot of the boys in my class were so fucking scrawny and I was stronger <laughs> than they were. Um anytime now that I have to carry something, I do not ask for help I do not accept someone's help I've been at work and I like do marketing so I have to like pick stuff up a lot of times and like bring it back into yeah, the office the, the second and a female picks up anything more than one pound five men will come out of the shadows and be like you need help with that yeah, or, like, or like the the least I will ever do is, like, ask someone to open a door while I'm carrying something that, right. like, has both my arms, and they're like, oh, do you want me to take that? And I'm like, yeah. no, I can carry it, even though I'm, like, dying inside. I'm like, no, I got it. My yeah, arms like, are visibly shaking. If it's I fine. want your help, I... I would want to ask, but I'm not going to, because then that just reinforces it. Well, but that is the thing. If I absolutely had to, I would ask for help, but I didn't ask for your help. So yeah. I know you're trying to be nice, but this has been instilled in me since a child, and I don't want to <laughs> hear it, so. All right. Anyway. Back to the story. Jay choos- chooses the two slowest guys because he knows that it'll, like, help stall. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they I... all go outside and they're going to hang up these posters. But Jay is like, you know, we should probably split up so we can get all these posters up in time. Again, knowing that they're two, like, doofuses and will not get anything done. Yeah, so Jay meets up with Mike and they fill a bag full of meat and tie it to the back of the car and then drive around the neighborhood hoping that Camille will come out. Yeah, we also cut to Van Dusen who's waiting at that bakery that he was told to and uh, Mike made up all these things about, like, oh, sing the Itsy Bitsy Spider and blah, 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 blah. So, so he funny. just looks stupid outside. Uh, yeah, so Mike and Jay drive through the neighborhood. All these dogs are following them, and eventually they see Camille, who starts running after them. Um, Camille, like, bites into the bag, but then she falls off. Uh, Van Dusen tells Grandpa, or Mr. Columbus, that he'll have Camille by Friday. Uh, Mike calls Van Dusen with the voice changer and says to meet at a bowling alley and, like, do all these funny things. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, so then Jay and Mike find Camille in a neighbor's backyard. Um, Jay is able to, like, grab Camille with no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and they take her back home, and she's fine. And Jay's just like, oh, she needed to blow off steam because she spends her whole life at dog shows, and she's stressed all the time, and she's fine now. Yeah. Um, so, Van Dusen gets state troopers at his school and the house for a fucking lost dog. I mean, honestly, rich people, I wouldn't underestimate it. I mean, if I had, if, like, my dog was lost and I had the option, I'd definitely call state troopers, but... Well, you don't. That wouldn't happen. But, like, I wouldn't do that because they have more important things to do. And also, even if you did, they'd be like, no, it's a dog. Yeah. Uh, Jay walks into, uh, Van Dusen's office. He's like, oh, I want 300 new posters with the police hotline. Uh, Jay needs to call Mike, but the phone booth is taken, Um, the hotline gets a call from Mike, and police try to trace his call, but then Jay finally gets the phone and calls from the other line. He's like, hang up, they're tracing your call. Yeah, and so they say that they need two minutes on the phone call to, like, be able to trace it, and I put a star by this, and I was like, is that my first knowledge of that? Because I feel like I remember from my entire life being like, you have to be on the phone for two (laughs) minutes for them to be able to trace your call. I mean, it's definitely, like... Back in 2001. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure you can do it much quicker now. Yeah, it pings from cell phone towers. Yeah, I've listened to Dateline. Pings! (laughs) It pinged off the cell phone tower. Uh, So Jay bikes home. Um, They can either let Camille loose or go to jail. Jay apologizes (laughs) to Mike for getting involved. But Mike's like, we're in this together. And Jay's like, I have a plan. So Jay and Mike show up at the Van Dusen house. Um, They are going to sneak into the the pool house to drop off Camille. Um... And so Mike is going to distract, Mike is going to distract Ronnie and Jay is going to like put Camille into the house. Oh, Jay like drew a whole map of the Van Dusen estate and Mike was like, oh, you're a good drawer. Wow, art. Uh, So Jay starts his plan. He puts Camille in the basket and she like is acting like a normal dog again because like he said, she just needed to be a real dog, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so Mike goes up to the pool house door um, and pretends to be a BMX reporter because Ronnie likes BMX. Um, yeah, and he makes up some story about, like, oh, I know you're a big fan, and if you answer all these questions right, you could win a BMX bike. Yeah, so Jay climbs through the pool house window to let Camille out, um, and then he calls Van Dusen from Ronnie's phone in the pool house. So with the voice of Skyzer. Yeah, and he tells him to meet him behind the deli, but then he doesn't hang up. He just lets the phone run. 
Uh, Jay says goodbye to Camille, and then he climbs back out. And it the takes window. too fucking long. Like, get out yeah. of there. The whole fucking point is to get out of there. Say your um, goodbye ahead of time. And so Mike, like, keeps asking Ronnie all these stupid questions, and Ronnie's getting more and more frustrated, and then Shia LaBeouf does that thing where he, like, his nostrils flare, and he scratches up his nose, and, like, that's so funny to me. Oh. I don't know why. No, I was gonna talk about, he's, he's, like, asking questions, and Shia tries to, like, interrupt him at one point, and he's like, da-da-da-da, da 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 And I said that famous <laughs> movie thing that they do. <laughs> so. We love Shia LaBeouf. We do. <laughs> Um, uh, okay. Mike leaves, uh, whenever he sees that Jay has left the house. Um, Ronnie walks back inside, and he doesn't notice Camille, uh, over on the floor. And, but then we see that the phone is still, um, um... Tracing. Tracing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, oh, the call's coming from in that inside the house, yo! Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, but we're all here. Except... Ronnie. Ronnie. So everyone walks into the pool house and they're like, it was Ronnie the whole time. Yeah, because there's like Camille just sitting there and they're like, oh, you found Camille. Yeah, Ronnie has no idea what's going on, but they're like, it was you the whole time. Like, you thought this would be fun to like, you know, prank us and go through all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So then we cut to Jay making a speech. Um, the, his previous speech was on, this is for like the scholarship competition. His previous speech was for recycling. But his new speech is to make the entire town wheelchair accessible, because he has a friend in a wheelchair. Um, and whenever he finishes, the competition guy says that the competition was re- reopened in light of recent events. Um, Jay wins the scholarship, and Mom and Mike watch from the crowd. Uh, Mr. Columbus, uh, Ronnie's grandfather, is the new headmaster. I don't know why he wasn't just headmaster in the first place. I guess place. he retired, but then was like, you're too incompetent, and he took yeah. back over. Van Dusen is his secretary now. Um, Mrs. Van Dusen walks in the office with Camille, who immediately, Jay's in there, he, she immediately, like, runs toward Jay lovingly and growls at Van Dusen. Mm-hmm. Um, the vet says that Camille is fine, and she was fine the whole time, she doesn't need medication anymore. However... She is pregnant. She's having puppies. And Mrs. Van Dusen's like, well, obviously we'll keep most of them. But then she's like, Jay, do you want a puppy? <laughs> Don't dogs have, like, fairly big litters? They're going to keep most of them? For, I don't know, for, like, show competitions? I don't know. Yeah. And so, yeah, she just, like, offers one to Jay. And then she also says that Mr. Van Dusen is moving into the pool house with Ronnie away at school. <laughs> yeah, to avoid Damn! his allergies. Damn! Yeah. Well, so then we cut to Starkwell, and we see that Mike's group is, like, doing well now. They're doing everything. And then he's, like, you know, yelling at them as sergeants do. And we see that Ronnie is a part of his group. And then he takes off his hat. sent to military school. Yeah, well, and he takes off his hat, and he, like, makes a reference to his interview with him. And Ronnie, like, looks at him like, oh, I got played, but nothing he can do. It was way too long. It was fucking dumb. I hated it. (laughs) It was not good. Not a good way start. I'm sorry, Taj and Shia. You deserve so much better. You did. You could have had such a fun decom. Imagine if yeah. they were friends. So they could have teamed oh my up. Oh they were in like capers together that didn't involve wild animals. Yeah. <laughs> could have been fun. Whatever. Um, what'd you rate this? I rated this one out of five. <laughs> Would you rank it? I rated this number 36, and I would just like everyone to know this is the 37th decom that we've watched, so okay, I, I have Ready to Run above it, and then You Lucky Dog below it. I did the exact same thing. I did a 1 out of 5. It's at number 36. I'm Genius above it, and You Lucky Dog below it. The only reason it's above You, you Lucky Dog is because it has Taj Mori and Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Next week, we're watching Jet Jackson, the movie. I've never seen it. Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't Jet Jackson a TV show? 
Yeah, it was. This was a movie version. So what? this was like the first time they did that. Sorry, anyway, this was a bad. <laughs> it was a bad movie. It's not our fault. Bye. Bye. <laughs>